Colossians 1, 9 through 10. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Good morning once again. Um, I brought some friends with me again here this morning. Um, I will let them introduce to you who they are, um, maybe what grade they are, um, what they may have done in the past in children's ministry, and I'll, I'll, uh, and then we're going to do a couple of interview questions, um, like I said, just celebrating uh, what, what we're here to talk about and what we're here as this one service for. My name is Leda, and I am in fourth grade, and I go to Doe Run. My name's Tim, and um, I'm also in fourth grade, and I go to Kissel Hill. My name is Kay Wanger, and my husband Kevin and I have had the privilege of working for a few years with the children teaching kindergarten and second grade. And for many years, I am now retired, but I had the privilege of teaching at Kissel Hill. So teaching is a fun thing to do, and working with the children is a blessing. Okay, tell us about someone um, in the past who has impacted your life, um, either as an adult or as a kid in children's ministry. Sure. Uh, The church, a small church, Brethren in Christ Church, that we used to attend, it's where my husband grew up. There was a single lady there who taught for years, actually. He had her. I just found that out as we were driving last night as a teacher. And uh, she was single, never married, and had a great way of bringing Bible stories to life. Our two children were blessed to have her as a teacher. She's gone on to glory. But she also had a way with arts and crafts and helping them memorize the scriptures. He talked about scriptures that he still remembers through her teaching. My dad helped me learn about God in Sunday school and at home. Haley and Mr. Nevin, they are kind, but they are always willing to help people around them. And I wanted to answer that question myself as well. Um, I wanted to piggyback off of Leda's. Um, Nevin Hollinger uh, was a children's ministry leader when I was there. And is still there. I mentioned before, I'm, I'm 32. And so that's a long time that he's been in, the, in, in this, our church. And um, he's just been awesome. So if you guys see Nevin, just thank him for, for being around. <laughs> Leda, why is, here at MBIC, why is children's ministry so important? Well, children's ministry is important because it helps us to learn and get to know what kind of miracles... Jesus has done. Um, Also, because kids can learn about Jesus and memorize Bible verses um, that will help them throughout life. Of course, children's ministry is our future. These children will be our leaders for tomorrow. We need to prepare them to be Christ-like and come to know Jesus. If you've ever had the opportunity just to bring one to Christ, it's truly a blessing. So we heard why it's important here. What, what do you love about it, Kay? 
Well, first of all, the leadership uh, has been great. When you're a teacher, you know, planning, preparing, everything's there for you. So that's great. But even more than that, just talking to children. I love to hear what children have to share about their lives. Maybe parents don't always like what they have to share. But that connection and also listening to them learn scripture and pray and sing, their enthusiasm can be very contagious. I like story time and playing with my friends in second service. I like to do arts and crafts, and they're always fun to do. What kind of arts and crafts do you like, Leda? I like to do, like, creative stuff. Creative things. Awesome. (laughs) So a few weeks ago, our congregation voted to expand um, to... um, expand in our children's ministry and in some of our adult ministry as well. Um, We've got some bigger classrooms. Uh, We've got a large activity space that we can do those kind of crafts, a big big activity or a worship area. Um, Those classrooms that we're having now, uh, the the new ones we're going to have will all have windows, uh, whereas some of us don't have windows. All of this is going to happen. What what excites you coming uh, into the future? Um, That other kids that come will have more space to play and that they can have fun doing crafts and playing with their friends. Um, I'm excited that we'll have more room for games to play and more room for arts and crafts. What kind of games, Timmy? Like um, during free time, we like soccer and stuff. And when we taught kindergarten this year, it could really be crowded. I know for this coming year now, uh, we moved our location just because of the number of children. And I compare that to a public school. Uh, Our numbers are actually maybe more than you would have in a public school. So that's a great problem. But more space will be wonderful. And just to give the children more room to move those arts and crafts locations for organization. And just singing and worshiping God will be great. I like how she said it, more space. All right, why don't you give them a round of applause. Thank you, guys. I love hearing what our children's ministry volunteers and what our kids that are in the ministry have to say, because I would echo everything that they're saying, which is really cool. Um, I'm Haley. I'm the children's director here, and we're in a very exciting season of our ministry. Um, Over the past couple years, we've been asking good questions of what are our needs as a ministry, Um, and we've been adapting to our space. We've been making it work. We've been flexible and creative with what we have. Um, We've moved our elementary classes into um, bigger multi-purpose spaces because we've outgrown our classrooms. Um, So we've been making it work for a while. Um, But while we were doing that, we were also asking, what's our dream space? What do we really want? Um, And that was classrooms for all of our grades, which is really cool. That was um, a large worship space and multi-purpose room that we can use to play games in, but also have lesson time and worship time. Um, And it's really cool to see all that actually happening. Um, So I'm really excited how over the course of this next year we'll be able to get to see that um, come to life. Thanks, Haley. As a youth pastor, uh, I've been a part of uh, many different expansions here. We, Jen and I, started volunteering in 1998, and over the course of the last 
20 or so years, uh, we've seen the, the different expansions that have occurred, the gym and the original worship, uh, youth space and the, the current youth space. And each time it's been uh, the church getting behind and champion, being champions of youth ministry. And as, uh, as a, a member of this church, I'm excited about the fact that we are now getting behind and champion in our kids' ministry. And we're saying, hey, we, we see the value in expanding our space so that our kids can have some place to grow and experience Christ in a way that is pretty cool. Uh, this new space includes uh, a room for the fourth graders where uh, we, we have recognized that fourth graders, by the time they get to that age, are kind of ready to be out of kids' ministry and excited about youth ministry. And, and so what does it look like to have a space that's a little more youth-friendly, youth uh, a little older, a little bit more uh, like being in youth ministry, but not quite there yet. So we're, we're looking to design a room where the fourth graders can kind of call their own and be excited about. Uh, we've also experienced some, uh, on Wednesday nights, this, uh, our space is packed. Uh, every inch of this building and, and, the, and the warehouse building are full on Wednesday nights. Uh, we uh, are going to be meeting this week and trying to figure out uh, how do we navigate the time frame on a Wednesday night to have everyone get gym time uh, because it's uh, 56ers need to use it and kids ministry need to use it and, and remix need to use it. So uh, kind of overlapping at that time is, has been crucial so that everyone gets some time of, of throwing some balls at each other because we know we love doing that. Uh, so uh, we're, I'm excited. Uh, but, but on top of that, we also are getting some adult ministry space. Because uh, if you're an adult in this room and don't have kids that are in kids' ministry, you're like, hey, I, I like classrooms too. I like to meet in, in, with friends and maybe throw balls at each other. I don't know. Uh, but there's going to be some great additional space uh, over here for adult ministry classrooms and, 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 and stuff that we can do for, for you guys. And, and so it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, and we are saying, God, we are uh, giving you this space and, and we're, we're allowing uh, God to continue to grow this church and, and show the love of Christ to anyone who comes through our doors. Uh, so thank you for getting behind and supporting this expansion. Paul, I mean, he's Paul Steinweg and treasurer of the church, and uh, you know, it is, it's tis the season, lots of, lots of politics out there, we have, uh, you can vote for people, you can vote for senators and congressmen and presidents and, and even now Supreme Court justices, but it's when you pledge is when you put your faith into action, and, and I am so excited to, to reveal, we have the, the slides up here. We've gone uh, in several times, and I've gone over the numbers. I won't go into them a lot of detail here, but uh, it looks like a lot of money. It is a lot of money, $5 million. But, you know, when you look back over the history of this church and you look at the numbers that we've embraced before as a church and you look at what God has done with the monies that we've embraced before, that really puts this number in perspective and says, yes, we can. And our pledge today is a pledge of our faith in our children's ministry. And that's where we can put the most hope, not in the votes of, 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 of government, but in the votes of our hearts and minds of children. So I want you to take out your pledge card. You have that in front of you, and if you don't have one, we have plenty more in the back. Um, but take that pledge card out, because I want to go through the mechanics of this a little bit with you. It's this nice, uh, easy-reading three-part card here. And uh, we have one of those up there? Yeah, we do. So what we're asking today is we're asking you to commit to a, to a three-year plan, but really this year alone we're, we're pledging ourselves to, to get to a million dollars. 
We're about 200,000 on our way there now, and we believe that that number is very attainable by the end of the year. And so we're asking you to take a look at this card and say, look, uh, this year, capital giving, I can give a gift of blank. And then after today, between now and the end of the year, I will pledge to give the balance. And so with the collective knowledge of that, we can begin to plan even more effectively as we meet with the banks and arrange financing, knowing that what we have uh, in pledges from our, from our uh, membership. And then beyond that, 1920 to 21, what we're asking for you to do is to pledge a number, to commit to a number over and above what you're giving today to the church. If you're not giving and if you're a young person and, and, and you know, you're, you're feeling that tug, I think I want to give, this is a great opportunity for you to set aside a portion of your monies for something that, that will greatly enhance the, the, the value and, and opportunities that we provide our children. And then you'll see down below where you can, you can put a partnership giving number. If you have a number, go ahead and put that down. We want to be sure we track that. If not, put your name down on the bottom. And then you, uh, we'll probably ask you to put your name anyway, because the next, on the very next page is the address. Put your address down, your email, and then, uh, I don't know why we want your age, but put your age down. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then we want to make you aware of other things here, such as you can set up an account for automatic giving and debit into your, your accounts. And that, you know, that's giving off the top for a lot of us. And, and I like that because it's just giving of our first fruits in a way. Uh, so that's an easy way to do it. And right now, over 30% of our church gives through automatic deduction. And then uh, we also have private loan funding. I don't know that you realize this, but over the course of our history, we've, we've had at least 20 to 30 private loans. And currently, we have about 20 of them out now. And it's a great way for you to personally be involved in the finances of the church, and you make money at the same time. We're offering between 3 and 4% interest based on the amount of time that you'd be invested. And given the current market economy and where things might be going, I can tell you our church is going to be a sound investment. So consider that a potential way to be giving. And then, of course, finally, volunteering. We always can use volunteers to help us with our children's ministry. So you'll have a chance to, to give today with this. Um, you can give it in your envelope. You can put your check inside this and just lay it in the, in the box. Or you have until October 1st to, to, uh, to complete your pledge card prayerfully uh, with you and your family. And then you can drop it off uh, in the offering next week or bring it by the church. All right? So I think we're, we're, uh, we're through. If there's no questions, I'm going to turn it over to, to Brian. Thank you. Well, good morning, church. How we doing? Thank you, Paul. You know, the fact that we're all in here together, I love this. I actually heard some people talking before the service, and they were saying, hey, I didn't know you go to church here. We go to 9 a.m., you go to 10.30 a.m., we never run into each other. So it's cool that we can all be here together like this this morning. So listen, my, my job for today is to tie all of this together, to tie this project and your response to this project and really our why, why we do what we do, who we are called to be as a church, to tie all of that together. And a couple of weeks ago, we landed on a, our big idea for this morning. And that big idea is really the idea of cultivating and, and of growing. 
And as I search the scriptures for how, how biblically the, the Bible talks about this idea of cultivating, this idea of growing, I landed on this passage that Donovan read for us a few moments ago. And that's Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10, which says, Paul writes, like right out of the gate as he begins this letter to this church family in Colossae, Paul writes, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. And then the very first thing that Paul prays for, for this church family is this. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So Paul, as he starts in this prayer, is not, is not praying for this church family that they would know facts about God. Paul is praying that this church family would actually know God in an experientially, relationally close, intimately close kind of way. Because Paul wants this church family to, to know God because this, this close, intimate, relational way of knowing God is, is to have a direct impact on, on how they live their lives. Their everyday, day in, day out, 24-7 lives. And so these are lives that are more and more shaped by their, their knowing God so that, that these God-shaped lives honor and please and bring glory to God. God-shaped lives that produce every kind of good fruit. God-shaped lives that continue to grow. God-shaped lives that, that know God more and more and more, that know God better and better. And so the thing that you have to know this morning as you fill out those little pledge cards, as you consider your gift this morning, the reason that we are, are looking to expand our children's ministry area, the reason that we are looking to expand our adult faith formation space is for the reasons that Paul gives in this prayer for these Colossians. See, what we're looking to do here isn't so much about building spaces, but really it is all about building lives. That as our children gather in these spaces that we're going to renovate and construct, that as our adults gather in these spaces, our desire is that we would come to know God and grow in knowing him in this relationally close, intimately close kind of way that Paul is talking about in Colossians. That we would know who God is and what God wants and what God is like, and what God is doing, and what God has done, especially through Jesus. How God loves us, and who God is inviting us to be. So that just like these Colossians, that, that our lives, that our God-shaped lives would bring honor and glory to God as we get to know him better and better and more and more, so that our lives would produce every kind of good fruit. It's our hope that through this additional space here at 54 North Penryn Road that our Mannheim community can utilize this space even more than they do now. And they use this space heavily, which is awesome. 
But more than that, we are looking to touch and impact and build lives that actually go out from this physical campus, lives that are encountering Christ here, that we are taking our meeting Jesus and our knowing Jesus, and our growing relationship with Jesus, that we are taking our encountering Jesus into our families, and our schools, and our jobs, and our neighborhoods, and wherever we go. Because this is our mission as a church. This is our call. This is who we are called to be out of scripture. So our, our mission statement as a church is to initiate and nurture a growing relationship with Christ. And the spaces that we are talking about allow us to enhance and expand on that mission. I said this a couple weeks ago at our congregational council and I think it bears repeating here this morning. That when you pray for Mannheim BIC, when you pray for this church family, when you pray that that God would bless this church, this is what the answer to that prayer looks like. That we have all of these kids, that we have this opportunity in front of us to impact all of these kids with the love of Jesus. That we have so many kids that we are running out of space, that we need more space. This is what blessing looks like. That we've got 140, 150 kids in our weekday preschool. That we've got 200 kids with us on a Sunday morning. That we've got over 100 kids that come out on a Wednesday evening. And we want to ensure that we've got sufficient space for these ministries. As we look to point these kids, as we look to point us as adults, as we look to point all of us to Christ. Those pledge cards that Paul talked about a few moments ago, we are about to collect those. And so as you think about our why, our call, who we are called to be as a church, as you think about our mission, as you think about that call, as you think about the way that God has blessed this church and and given us this opportunity to impact lives, the lives of those who call MBIC their church home, their church family, your lives, the lives of those who God is going to bring to us to bring through those doors, the lives that get impacted as someone gets to know God more and more and better and better, just like Paul talked about in Colossians, gets to know God better and better here and takes that knowing and growing relationship with Christ and takes that relationship into their sphere of influence and more lives get impacted as you think about how, how God is inviting you to respond through your gifts and your pledges this morning, Brittany Horst is going to come and pray for our offering. And so I'd invite our ushers and anyone helping with our offering to actually head towards the back. This morning we're going to do our offering just a little bit differently in that we're going to collect it and actually bring it down front then and put our offering into these containers simply as a visual of our gifts coming together toward our mission. And so Brittany's going to come pray for us, pray over us. Brittany. Good morning. Let's pray. 
Dear God, thank you for all the blessings our family has received through the ministry of MBIC. How well loved our daughter has been in the nursery and step up room. And thank you for the truth of your word that's preached through our pastors. We pray, God, for opportunities to reach out to families and children in our community, to find ways to invite them and show them your love in this new space. God, we ask boldly for enough financing to cover the costs of the building. You provided abundantly from five loaves and two fish from a child, and we trust that you will take what we have and multiply it. We thank you for each gift, no matter how small or large, because we know that you use all things for the good of those who love you. And God, we pray uh, today for the logistics to all to be worked out. Every detail of final drawings and plans before construction begins, that everyone on the teams involved would be unified. And God, please use our, our resources that we've been blessed with to glorify yourself and to allow us to use this space to reach others. We ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.